everyone. Welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. Today, I want to welcome a very special guest to the show. Matt Woodward is a longtime friend. Matt and my husband, Sean, go way back to their college days. I thought he'd be the perfect guest for this show. And as you know, I love to be able to bring the dad's perspective to this podcast from time to time as well. He is not only a busy working dad, but he is also a retired military veteran who owns multiple businesses, including a gym. He is a husband and father of four. I know you'll gain a lot from this episode, especially if you're a busy dad trying to attain some healthy habits in your life. So let's get to it and welcome Matt to the show. I am here with my friend, Matt Woodward. Matt and my husband, Sean, go way back. You guys went to college together and stayed in touch. And then you guys both have a lot in common. And actually, Matt is uh, an insurance agent. And then you guys know that I was an insurance agent for years and years. And so him and I have just kind of stayed in touch on that level of things. And then he now is a gym owner too. So we have a lot in common. Uh, he has four kiddos and a beautiful wife. And so, yeah, I just thought it'd be a really cool idea to have him on here and get the, the dad's perspective out there. What do you think of that, Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, you bet. Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, it'll be great. I, I look forward to going through stuff with you and, and kind of digging into it. Yeah, it's been, yeah, Sean and I've been friends since... A one, so yeah, we go back just a little yeah, ways. They're like Sturgis buddies. They went up to Sturgis yeah. every year, got in trouble every year. Yeah, I, I missed, I missed two years, I think, with him. Uh, my yeah. daughter's accident, and then right. uh, you got the some year after stuff. my accident. Yeah, so. you had some gnarly stuff happen, and I think, I think that last incident was kind of the culmination, and you know, honestly, one of the reasons why we kind of got out of out of Viking so much. I mean, that's scary right. stuff. That's that's a big deal. That was serious. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen. They always right. say not. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. Yeah. So, well, thank God you were okay, and, yeah. and now yeah. we're on this podcast today. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have you on here. You are so successful on so many levels. And I think that's something that the world should know. It's like you live in a town of 2,100, you have four kids, your wife works full time. You have multiple businesses. You have a lot going on. And I think that is something to take away to the audience because a lot of times people like the number one excuse I hear is I don't have time. Right. And what do you say to that? What is your response? If somebody came to you and said, Matt, I don't have time for that. You, you got to find time. I mean, uh, there's 24 hours in the day. The body can really probably live off of five, six hours of sleep. Um, yeah. The s- most successful entrepreneurs I know are all working like, I mean, they're up at five. They're either working out or working from then uh, until till supper, you know, they go eat with their family. They do their family time. 
then they go back to work. You know, a lot of those guys, especially just starting out, yeah. you yeah. have to be willing to put in the extra time and you, and you have to know that I have to get all these things done. I have this huge list and I only have so much time, you know, but there is also the body can only do too much, so much, but you have to be able to prioritize your time. That's the most important thing. Uh, I listened to Ed Milet a ton yeah. and he yeah. talks about two work days, you know, like there's the beginning of the work day, which is the work day one. And then there's like to lunch. And then after lunch on is like work day two, like how can you prioritize what you need to get done and get it done? You know? And so there's a ton of people that do that. And I, I feel like the most successful people having a timeline and know, and sticking to those things is, is key. Well, and I think it's, it's a matter of switching how like reframing how you say things too like i'm a huge fan of instead of saying i don't have time i like to reframe that like i didn't make time that way it's on me and not these other circumstances that i have going on that way it's not an excuse it's you know what i just didn't make time for it right you said in many things and i think especially when you have kids you you have to rephrase it like that and i like how you say that because Last thing I want to do is tell my kids, well, I didn't have time to get that done for you today, or I don't have time to go do the pool with you or play baseball with you or throw a football with you. Like, I don't want to tell them that at the end of the day. So you have to be able to prioritize and you, and you got to fit that into your schedule. Like if you have to schedule family time for three hours and all you do is family, then you have to just say, I'm not taking phone calls. I'm putting this down and I'm not going to deal with it for three hours of my day or whatever the case may be and make that time. Cause that's important. Well, and it sounds like you're really intentional with what you're doing with that time. So I think you can get a lot more done when you have intentionality behind the minutes that you're in. So like, for example, when you're at the gym, you're at the gym, you're not like answering your friend's texts. You're not looking on Facebook. You're not doodling around. Like you're at the gym, you're getting it done. That way you right. can get it done in an hour and it doesn't take you an hour and 45 minutes. Cause you were screwing around the whole time. Yep. Yep. So I kind of changed my root routines and, and that's one of the reasons like, like right now I'm kind of trying to do a morning deal yeah. Uh, because I know I only have this much time and I have to get it done right. in the winter months. I don't have as much going on in the evenings. I'll work until I'll, I'll put the kids to bed at eight, eight, eight 30. And then I'll go in and work out until 10 or 11, mm-hmm. but probably an hour that time is cleaning the gym. Right. You know? Yeah. And you one of my friends will tell me. Where you're not going to get approached by, because your circumstances are a little bit different. I don't own the gym that I go to. Right. Right. You're probably getting hit up by the members and you obviously can't be like, it's my time to work out. Don't talk yeah. to me. <laughs> right. So no, you it's exactly. You have to go when you can to get mm-hmm. your workout in. Right. And, and I try to, I try to pick a time when there's maybe not as many people in there yeah. just so, just so that. I'm not using the equipment they want. So that's hard too, because I don't want to, we have got, it's probably 5,000 square feet, uh-huh. um, three rooms, two very large ones. And, but you still only want to use, I, I don't like to use what somebody else is using and I don't want to be in their way, you yeah. know, because they're a paying customer. Yeah. So that's kind of a hard thing too. And that's why I chose the evenings. Cause a lot of times from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, there's nobody there. Yeah. That was how I made that switch from the mornings to night because five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, there's 10, 15 people in there. It's super busy. Yeah. And I don't want to take it if they want to use it. So, well, and I think that's just like gym etiquette in general. Like I'll go into the gym at a super busy time and there'll be people like super setting on two high demand machines. And you're like, 
dude, you can't superset at a high traffic time on two high traffic machines. Like, so. Right. And, and we try not to do group training anymore. I let somebody do that for a while. And that was, that was part of the reason we kind of did away with it. We weren't big enough for that. And they would use everything. Right. Nobody could use six pieces of equipment because there was a group going on six to 12 pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. So then you have that going on. And so we just kind of had to do away with that. And it's one-on-one yeah. training only. And, and so it's, it's just simpler that way. And I don't do any training in there with individuals. I just don't have time. So well, I would love I to get back love, to that. But. I love what you said about in the winter, it's different versus summer, because mm-hmm. I think, I think that's kind of a little nugget that we can pick out of there because seasons change and it is okay for your schedule and your routine to change as long as you have that consistency that remains. I think sometimes people fall into this rut of, oh, I didn't get my workout in in the morning. And so I just can't, well, you know what? Like maybe you can't do it in the morning during the winter time or whatever that schedule looks like for you, but it is okay to switch it up from season to season too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what's fun about the night, like I'll go in and there'll be Oh, I'll have like high school and college kids in there, especially this year with COVID that would come in and work out, you know, when I was in there. And so it was fun because they're always like, well, what do you think about this? Or how should I do this? Or, and I like to coach them up a little bit and do that because yeah. that's what I did for four years as a, as a strength coach. And, yep. and I did that in the Marine Corps. And so it's like, I love being able to show them little tidbits to change their routine a little bit, you know, and yeah, it's just well, fun. And they look up to you. I mean, right. We're a Marine and then you were a strength coach. I mean, that's definitely something to look up to. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So speaking of being in the Marine Corps, what are some of those like maybe habits or things that you took from the discipline of being a Marine into now just being an everyday individual? Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a ton of things that you can there's just a ton of ground and base that gets put in an individual when they're in probably any branch of the service, but definitely in the Marine Corps, you know, you're broken down to such a point mentally and physically that you have to like, okay, I'm down here. There is nothing (laughs) that matters. And so I have to build it back up and have to have the discipline to stay with it because nobody's going to do it for me, you know? And I think that that, that that mentality and that thought in my mind has always stuck out. Uh, I've never wanted to fail at things. And and I think that was part of the, why I went to the Marine Corps because it was supposed to be the hardest and this and that. And, and it was tremendous for that point, but it, it takes, it takes a certain individual to be able to, to stop and look and assess a situation and say, okay, I know I need to get from A to B. How am I going to get there? I know there's going to be obstacles in between A and B. So I might have to go around, you know, something to get to here. And and what am I willing to do and how hard am I willing to work to get there to get myself set up in that situation? I think that's helped me a lot with just being able to run multiple businesses. I have a great assistant that helps a ton in my business. And I think that's one of the biggest things too, is finding the right people to put around you so that you can be successful you know, and, and so I think that's huge, huge, huge in any business. It's, it's just key. It's vital. You can't do everything yourself. And there's no way I could run a rental company, the fitness center, my office. And actually I'm working with three guys right now to start another business. 
Yeah, um, and have a Yes, exactly. And that's why I'm this route over here with these three guys. Uh, we're actually meeting this afternoon with an attorney to go over kind of everything. And hopefully I can, I wish I could announce it, but I can't yet because <laughs> we're still trying to get the name and everything. But it'll be, come out for a couple weeks, so. it'll be something to do with patriotic apparel and things like that. Is what I, I can it. say that. So awesome. it's going to be really cool. No, but so, I yeah. want to kind of unwrap several of those, um, you know, golden nuggets that you laid out there. So number one, like you talked about in the Marine Corps, you were broken, like probably like to your limits, pushed to your mm-hmm. limits that you didn't know you had. And I think that that is maybe what separates a lot of people is I think there's a lot of people that really haven't been broken in a sense to know what their bodies are capable of. And, and then people that have, and, um, I obviously didn't go through the Marine Corps by any stretch. Um, but being a busy working mom of three kids and, um, you know, competing and qualifying for a national stage, that was tremendously hard. And I had to find a different level that I didn't know existed. And I think that allows me to look at other things with more ease, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to one of your posts. I I remember this years ago that you put on probably like when you were doing the training or when you just got done or, or that, and you had posted something about somebody said, why are you still doing this? And what, and you're like, because I like it and because it fulfills me or something of that matter. And it is, it's fulfilling when you can turn, when you can see that before and after picture and be like, I just worked my butt off. I was disciplined enough because it's so hard to stay disciplined Mm -hmm. with a diet and with a family and their, their their training, everything that discipline sets you apart. You know, it brings you to another level and people are like, they're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't matter if it's it business. Challenges, it challenges them to, yeah. to look at themselves differently. Right. Right. And I think that's the same with business, with um, fitness, anything. They look at you and they go, why are they doing that? And you're making me look bad because I don't do that. Well, but you can. You it have would make to just, them feel better if you would just eat the damn cookie. <laughs> right. If you would stop doing what you're doing. And, and that's another Ed Milet thing, the closest people to you are sometimes the hardest on you because they don't want you to do that because you're, you're separating yourself a little bit. And it's like, well, I want you just to stay at this mediocre level. No, I want to step up. I want to be up here. You know, I don't want to be down at the base. I want to be in the middle or the top. And it's hard for people to realize that because it gets them out of their comfort zone. But I think though, that once you have decided who you are and what it's going to take to be that person that you want to be, your friend circle gets a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. because you have to surround yourself with supporting people. Not everybody's going to be supportive and that's okay. You can love them from a distance, right? But, but having the ability to surround yourself with people that can support your goal and be a cheerleader for you. And especially when you're weak or having a weak Mm -hmm. moment, like, you know, and I'm sure your wife does that for you. Like Sean does that for me. He, he knows what I'm made of. He knows what I want and you're going to have those weak moments and having those people push you a little bit is so helpful. And they're doing it in a way because they care about you. Yes, absolutely. It's not, it's not somebody that, and that's, yeah, you got to surround yourself with those people because you don't want somebody that's going to bring you down. You want that, 
when you are down, you want that boost. I want that pick, you know, and, and when I'm having a bad day at the gym, I want somebody to be like, you're right. What's going on? You know, like, Hey, come on, let's go. You know, like, yeah. so that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the, so I know that you have so much going on. Did you ever have like an aha moment or like a situation where you're like, I got to get my crap together. I'm, I'm better than this. And like, what was that for you? Yeah. I think in every business I have, there's that time where you're like, what am I doing? you know, and why am I doing this? And, and whether it's with my insurance, you know, and, and working on qualifying for stuff or getting better, you know, you got to look in the mirror and be like, what do I want with this? You know, and where do I want to go? And well, yeah, what that, I would say um, that, you know, sometimes I would say like, for me, that Oh, moment. I've had a lot of injuries when it comes to fitness. Um, I've had a lot of setbacks. And and so for me, those are, those are kind of the moments where you're like, okay, I got to reflect and I got to go, how do I fix this? You know, when it comes to the fitness side, like what am I doing wrong? And so I think when I was younger, I would just go to the gym and I'd lift hard, you know, that's probably why you had a lot of injuries. <laughs> That's why I had injuries. I didn't stretch. Yeah. You know, my coach in high school would say, oh, you just ran five miles. Go stretch and take a shower, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, coach, see you later. I'm going to go shower and go home. I didn't take care of my body at a younger age. Right. I went in the Marine Corps. There wasn't, there wasn't time to stretch. You just go, you know. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. when you got to work out, you only have, you just, you got 30 minutes. I wasn't stretching. I was I was just going to go bust it as hard as I could for those 30 minutes. And I did that so many times that I've had two ACL surgeries and I've had two meniscal repairs and, and clean outs of the knees. I've had four knee surgeries, both two to each. And then uh, obviously the elbow with the motorcycle. And then I'm actually fighting off some tendonitis right now in the elbow. Um, I've had it in both uh, two years ago, right before the wreck, I had it in my right. And I was working out hard in the evenings and working on a rental and I was doing some drywall. I hate drywall, but I was doing drywall and I started doing it and back and forth. Well, now I have tennis elbow, wow. you know, cause I'm doing a bunch of extra stuff on top of overcompensating on that side too. I really did. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think part of it was I've overcompensated well, with my left to catch up with right. The pause button for a second. So Matt and Sean, my husband, had gone up to Sturgis every year on their motorcycles. And how long ago was your accident? Uh, August will be three years. So, so next month, three years. Well, almost three years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt had gotten into a pretty bad... Luckily, you walked away. I don't know how you walked <laughs> away from that. I don't. I'm, I'm super lucky. Walked away from a pretty bad motorcycle accident, but had sustained pretty severe injuries to your like entire left arm. Yeah. So your left uh, arm, or right arm. It was my right. right yeah, I had burns. Yeah, I you on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I had road rash on my right, yeah. on my left, um, and then on my on my right. So got a different bike when I was in Sturges, mm-hmm. and like the neck bearings were bad. We went like twenty miles. And we turn around to go back to the dealer because it would just shake yeah. every time you let off throttle shake. And so we're limping it back and I come around a corner and it started shaking. And so I braked to put me in the ditch and I almost rode it out. And then literally I was like a foot from the road 
and I'm thinking, oh, I got this corner, like coming up on a right-hand curve, I got this. And I started to lean and a bike went down and I hit my elbow uh, and ripped it open to the bone on the edge oh, of the highway. Yeah. And so yeah, little did I know, I thought I was going to go stitch it up and go back about my day. They kept me in the hospital for two days and had surgery. And luckily I lost, Yeah, and your wife I just lost muscle tissue. I lost muscle. I lost a lot of pride. In a bike that was brand new. Yeah. And so I didn't, uh, but I didn't tear any tendons or ligaments, Yeah, no yeah. nerves damage. Like I got so lucky and I obviously had some road rash here and there, but walked up. Thank God I walked away. The first thing I did, and I think God has to come first in a lot of things. And that's something that is just near and dear to me. First thing I did when I got up was I thank God for not letting me go today, you know? Yes. And then I had to turn around and give him a little heck. And I said, but do we really have to do this? You know, but but I think in life, there's, there's that equal balance, you know, but so, yeah, that was, that put me out for, I couldn't use my right arm. And you're right-handed, are you? I am. Yep. I'm right-handed. So I could not like use that arm for probably like six months. Wow. And so that put me out of commission for a long time. And then I would say like lifting wise, I was starting to throw the football with Nolan and Nathan and do that kind of stuff probably two months after, but no PT. I looking back, they're like, Oh, you don't need it. And then I had some issues a while back and they're like, yeah, we should have done some PT, Mm -hmm. but that's just at the time what they said. So, um, that was, yeah, that was a big thing that set me back a lot. I love what you said and how you talked about, taking care of your body in your younger years. And I think that's so important for a lot of people, even if you're not in your younger years, but you're starting out in your mm-hmm. health and fitness journey, how important right. it is to yes, work hard, but rest hard. I think yeah. that is like the missing link that a lot of people leave behind is that we like, we only get one body and, and it can only take so much like your muscles can handle a lot more than your tendons and your bones and the other things can handle. Yes. So you've got to make sure you're doing the body work so that everything can keep up. And then I'm glad that you, you touched on that and brought that up. What is, okay. So if you could go back to the beginning of your journey, is there anything right. that you would have done differently? Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like we were just talking about, um, I would go back and like I, when I coached, stretching is key. I made my athletes stretch all the time before, after workouts, whether it was a game, uh, an event, whatever it was. I just took Nolan to Wichita to play basketball in June and they played like five games the one day. All the kids go walking off. I said, Nolan, sit down. You're stretching. He's like, what? I'm like, we're stretching out. You have had a couple more games on Sunday. I'm like, you got to stretch. Yeah. I'm okay. And I said, no, you have to stretch. Like this is key. And I've and I've really worked with my kids to to really get that in their mind that you have to stretch more, you know, and it is so key to injury prevention and you don't realize it. And I don't think you get it at a young age and you don't, I, I still see kids walk into the gym. What? You pay for it later. Absolutely. I, and I am with, and I'll tell you that that's part of the reason I've had surgeries. Yeah. Um, like probably my knees. I over probably, I, I probably overworked you know, my quads and, and that was part of probably part of the problem. And I didn't stretch. Mm-hmm. I'd go in and, and 
when I was in the Marine Corps, I would go in and squat a ton of weight, leg press, deadlift, never stretched, you know, because you only have this amount of time. And, and when you're, when you're in garrison, you have more time, but especially like out in the field and stuff, if there's a way you can go out and work out, you've got a certain amount of time. And so I just did it. And I didn't, I didn't properly, I, I drank a lot of water, but I never stretched very much. And I, I do that to a ton of, ton of my injuries, you know, whether it's a sore shoulder or knees or back or whatever. So that's what I would say. If there's something I could go back and change, that would be it. I would stretch more. I well, think that's I definitely key. agree with that because I had always had like IT band issues uh, when I was running, when I was doing crap or cardio, like hip to knee, just in constant pain to where it was almost debilitating. Well, then I had to do the physical therapy on it, but I haven't had an issue with that at all since I started foam rolling on a frequent basis, foam rolling and stretching. And I do this little five minute regimen. I don't care if I have to cut my workout short. I will get that in as a priority over everything else because mm-hmm. I know I could be out for six weeks if that happens to me again. Right. Yeah. You know? I I agree. I think the warm up is essential to a workout. I, I ride a bike for 20 to 30 minutes before I even get in the weight room now. Yeah. Foam, foam roll, depending on what I'm doing, I'm foam rolling. Yep. I do band stretches for my shoulders every day yeah i do not miss a day like that is my constant like if there's something i'm doing when i'm in the gym or even out of the gym um i'm i'm stretching with a with bands because it's it's so key and i have a ton of bands in the gym because i believe in them they they're essential yeah like i literally just have them on me in my gym all the time absolutely i think they're awesome and i wish i wish that's something i had when i was younger because now i'm like why why didn't i do these things you know yeah Yeah, i i totally agree so what does i know that we talked about kind of your routine already um you know and it changes from season to season which is awesome but what is so i'm very curious about this because you you've had a lot of success in your various ventures so let's take it back to like before all of this, before kids, before everything, what did the word success mean to you then? And then what does it mean to you now? Um, you know, I, I think it changes mm-hmm. as you're, as you're growing and as you're doing different things, the word success changes a ton because when I was younger, I didn't think about what I think about now, you know, and I think right now, success, um, faith, family, a healthy family yeah, and, yeah. and financial freedom. You know, those are things that you don't think about when you're 21, 22, 25. All you're thinking about is I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work out. Probably going to go hang out with friends and and have a beer or something. That was like the 25 year old me, you know, much different, much different now where you've got a family. So I I always was into saving and, and trying to build because I knew I wanted to do something. It was just a matter of like, what, what do I want and how do I want to get there? And so it took a while for me to figure that out, you know? Um, but I would say that right now success, if I could say it, I can't say it in one word, but I think faith, family, and then financial freedom, you know, is, is key for, for what I, what I see success in my life. If I can teach my kids about, about those things, I'm doing the right thing, you know? Well, and I think 
too, it's changed because you look at your kids now in a different way. You want them to have, you know, a bright future. And if that's going to happen, then they're looking at you for the biggest example. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, um, what are some resources that have helped you along the way? Um, like, are there any podcasts that you listen to any books that you've read or what has helped you stay the course in your journey? Right. So I listen to multiple podcasts. My wife likes to laugh at me (laughs) Um, with having an office in O'Neill. I drive, I have an office here in Orton. I have a satellite office in O'Neill. So I once a week, once or twice a week, I'm driving 72 miles to the other office. So or if I'm going to, a, I know all about that. Day. I had one party in Grand Island. Yes. Yes. Did, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not so great. Always. <laughs> you have some time to listen to, but podcasts were not really a thing back then. Like, no, no. no. Audio books. You could, you know, tape <laughs> or DVD or some CD, but yeah. no, I listened to a ton of like Ed Milet. Yeah. David, Gog- David Goggins. If people don't know who he is, like, David listen to David Goggins. And that's his book. That is that yes. um, audio books, but yeah, a, you can, he's an inspiration. Absolutely. If you want to like, like the next level, but I really think that you can take a lot of his inspiration and make it into yours. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yes. like people are probably not going to run ultra marathons till their toenails fall off. Right. But I think that you can take some of that and harness it into your own in a way. Absolutely. Find a way, you know, like I think if you can take anything from what he does, what he does and what he says, it's, it's, there is a way it is possible. Right. But you have to like sit down, stay the course and do it. And that's key. You know, like there's, that is, that is a hundred percent. And all those people that you listen to, that's what they're going to tell you. Ed Milet's going to say it. Don't you think it's like, the same information reinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of it is so valuable, mm-hmm. but I think it's so important to like what you input is what you're going to output. Like the energy mm-hmm. that you're taking in is the energy you're going to give out. And if yeah. you're constantly consuming the crappy news, like I don't even listen to the news. I, I just found out there was a hurricane coming because of Facebook. Like, like I don't listen to the news. I know that can right. work in some ways, but I just don't bottle you that up. energy. It's toxic. It's negative. Yeah. It just bottles you up. And then you just get into that like zone of the, you know, blinders yeah. and you're not seeing, yeah. you've got it. It's one thing to like, look at it here and there, but you've got to be able to like, okay, this is what's going on. All right. Perfect. Well, this is what I'm doing. So that that's not bothering me. You know, that doesn't, I can't let that affect what I'm doing over here because it's so far away, you know? Um, so I think that's key. I, like I said, David Goggins, him, uh, a fitness guy that I listen to a lot, Seth Barosi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Axe and Sledge Supplements. That guy's hilarious. I love to listen to him. And he just, he's very honest, you know, and you don't always get that. What's yeah, that? I, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. Is he like really outdoorsy too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a big guy. He's a big guy. He speaks his mind. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. I follow yeah. him. I didn't realize we had a podcast, so I'll have to look. Yeah, so he has his own little, like, I don't remember what him and Bob talk about, but they're just, it's random. Yeah. It's kind of funny once in a while. And so, yeah, I listen to him or just, like, he'll talk about supplements and steroids and food intake and, like, chicken and rice. 
he'll have he has a whole thing series on chicken and rice you know and <laughs> why he eats it and what happens when he gets off of it and all this other you know and steroids steroid use he's going to talk about that wow and yeah. it's just going to mess you up and this and this and this he's like would i do go back and do it again probably but yeah did it hurt me yeah you know yeah. but it, it was part of what he wanted to do. So he's honest. He's honest about it. And that's what I like about him. He's honest. Yeah. I want to listen to people who are genuine, honest people. You know, yeah. that's like key. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like you're, you're doing amazing things. I, um, I can't praise you enough. You've got so much going on and like, you're looking at gym equipment right now for your gym. Like he's on like this auction thing looking for gym. Yeah. Yeah. It ends. Always in, it, going. It ends like in a minute. You're like the king of utilizing your small minutes. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be able to. You have to be able to multitask and do all that. I guess I don't know. Yeah. It's part of it. Yep, you sure do. Well, hey, I will let you go. I know you have a lot going on, but I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Um, I know that you're not big on social media, but. Do you have a place where listeners can find you? or Yeah, absolutely. I, I need to be better at that. You say that, and yes, I need to be better at it. I've been told that. Um, I am on Facebook just under Matt Woodward. Um, I do have Loop Valley Fitness Facebook page and, and a shelter insurance page for my work. Um, good. Instagram. Um, I think if you look my name up, or it's MJW7011. On Instagram. Um, yep, I'll too so you know, yeah about spelling but yeah it's on there so like i said i don't know i don't use it enough i i i'm not good at it I, that's one of the things i put on the back burner because i'm like i don't okay. have time that's, a, that's okay honestly like if if that's not your priority right now you don't need to put time into it so right yep but all right well thanks so much for being on Thanks for having me, Amanda. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. I'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that I can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. I so appreciate you listening in. And until next time, keep your goals high and keep each step attainable.